0: <laughs> bonus child. Welcome back to this giant size issue of Geek Speak Sidekick. I'm your host, the Geek of All Trade, Steve Muller,
1: and I am so big that you have to come at you in two parts, Brendan.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we did, we did know this was going to be a a huge issue. I think we underestimated how we, big. We though. did underestimate. We had a lot to cover, so we put a pin in it with part one. Yes. This is part two. It's so, back to, how about let's we back just to, get
1: straight back into it? We'll be back to past Brendan and Steve and they can uh, pick up where we left off.
0: Speaking of uh, comics, I'm, I'm giving you this. We've been away for two weeks. And we have teased you. it. And because this is a very Batman, Superman centric issue. Um, <laughs> That, you know, because of the movie news, I'm going to give you this. You did speak about it last issue.
1: Yes, when we spoke last, um, the first digital issue of the Batman 66 comic had come out, which is going to be an ongoing comic series based on and set in the world of... Adam West Batman. Adam West Batman show from 1966. Bert Ward in green booties. Yes, see what we did at the start of the show there? (laughs) I've read since then. The first two issue <clears throat> digital issues have come out as a print issue, and they make up one story arc. Um, I read it uh, this week, and you know what? As a fan of the show, I I enjoyed it. The thing that I didn't expect, because I hadn't seen any of the interior artwork, I'd only seen the cover art. Every single panel of that comic is done to look like a pop art painting.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this, and I feel like I'm tripping balls. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've eaten some mushies. <laughs> this is very psychic. It almost looks like... Well, when you look at... It, t- it, it looks like you're meant to be looking at this with the old-style 3D glasses, with yeah, the red Yeah, like they've blue... sort of got that dotted
1: texture on yeah, everything. Not a
0: texture, but the, lo- the way the lines blend, it looks like it's meant to be a 3D image. This because is some psychedelic shit.
1: When you go back... And look at pop culture history, probably the most referenced TV show in sort of that whole Andy Warhol, 60s, you know, pop culture revolution is the Batman show. And it was done intentionally. And it took me a second to twig. I was like, holy shit, this art's a lot to take in. And then I looked at it and thought, you know what? I see what they've done here. I totally get why they've done it. And I can go along with it. Um... The story, I won't go into spoilers for it, but the story does um, contain uh, the Riddler as the villain, as the very first episode of the 60s series did. Mm-hmm. Um, the Riddler, And they're all made to look... I mean, it's Frank Gorshin yep. as the Riddler. Um, and then later on in the story, you do get Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Yeah, she looks um,
0: great. Uh, seriously, Jonathan Case, your artwork, man, you're going to give me like just some <laughs> fucked up dreams tonight. I'm going to be dreaming in frigging Technicolor. That but is insane.
1: For issue 1, geek speak rating out of 5, I'll go 3. Um, I do want to see where it goes and what other villains they bring in and oh, one thing I do want to say, if for people who know the 60s show, whenever Batman and Robin or most of the time when Batman and Robin walked up the walls with the bat ropes out of a window would come a cameo. 90% of the time it would be a celebrity, you yeah. know, someone else from the network. I know I think the most famous one was uh, one of the more famous ones was Lurch from the Addams Family, was oh, in a window. Yeah. Uh, Green Hornet and Kato were in, were in a window at, at one stage as well during the 60s show. Um, because this is the comic world and they get away with a lot more, um, they're climbing up the wall. Out of the window pops... Dracula <laughs> yeah they. he's <they> <laughs> the literally Dracula and it's he makes a comment a taste
0: capes. perhaps we shall meet again yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he makes a comment about how he got he, he'd moved away from Transylvania to get away from bats or something like that it was I thought it was great I, I just love this dialogue
0: look at the bar Batman I see it, Boy Wonder. The hubris of the Riddler, leaving the Lady Gotham out as decoration. Like
1: I said with Smallville... I, I'm
0: reading that in Adam West's voice. Yeah. I can't imitate Adam West's <laughs> voice very well, but that's how I'm reading it. Like
1: I said with the Smallville comic, it is written, the dialogue is written, exactly how they spoke on the show. So when you read it, you it, you are listening to Adam West and yeah. Bert Ward. Like it's, again, three out of five as a Batman fan and someone who grew up watching, watching reruns of the 60s show. Check it out. I really liked it.
0: Further out of the massive stack of comics, like I turned up here, and you just the comics that you showed me that you've been reading in the last two weeks because I've you've been, been a good pining boy, pining for my return. I have been a good boy. Uh, well, I'll I'll give you this one as well. This is a Superman book. Now I haven't read this one, but you told me I really should. Yes, a Why? friend of
1: a friend of a friend of mine who I work with. Now I'm just going to give a big shout out to Thank Grace. You, Grace. Um, she was telling me about this comic. Um, written by Kurt. Uh, how would you pronounce his last name? Oh, I it's
0: a Buseik. But um, it's, you know, it's Buseik because it's S I E K.
1: And um, uh, by Stuart Imminen, by... which yes. is
0: famous for Ultimate
1: Fantastic Four, Ultimate yes. Spider
0: Man, currently ro- um, uh, <clears throat> with Brian Michael
1: Bendis on All New X Men. This was a mini series that came out, I think, around about a decade ago. Mm. Um, yeah, because this doesn't look like Imminent's artwork that he does now
0: no. this is a very different style now,
1: I read the trade of this and I can honestly say before I tell you what it is hand on my heart it is probably in the top five maybe top three graphic novels I've ever read that's that's um, a big claim man. I loved it it is Superman secret identity
0: now oh because they did this with Green Lantern and everything uh, well not secret identity secret origin no now,
1: now this is not what you think it is I'm not I will give you a bit of an overview here, but I won't go right into it. I loved it that much. I actually want to do, hopefully, a filmed review on this one day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a young guy grows up in a small town in Kansas. His parents are the Kents. Yeah. And it's in a world where Superman, the Superman comics exist. So, it's essentially our world, for the most part. I think where
0: you're... Is this going into Earth... Oh, was it Earth... No. Like Superman Prime? No. Oh. It's... Because that was his world was he He was the same thing he was called Clark Kent. He lived in the world of the comics. Superman actually rocks up one day and says, "No." like because he discovered he had powers, and he actually became a villain, especially in our uh, Green Lanterns uh, Sinestro Corps War. yeah.
1: So this is this guy, his parents named him Clark. Kind of as a joke, because yeah. I think it'd be funny, because he's from... A... Oh,
0: we're from Kansas, we're the camps, let's call him Clark. And
1: every, day, every year, for birthdays, Christmas, whatever, he gets all this Superman shit, and he hates it. Oh, I can imagine. He really hates it. And he gets bullied at school about it, and you know, all these comic references. Um, he, he hates it. And one day, he wakes up out of nowhere, he has all of Superman's powers. It is very similar to... Because this is Superman Prime.
0: Mm-hmm. Is the same thing. He gets bullied for it. Uh, if you read his kind of origin tale in Sinestro Corps War, it was the same. He he just left a party. He went dressed as Clark Kent Superman to like Halloween or something. Maybe he had the they've crap kicked out. Of maybe
1: they've used that, that. this is inspiration. I don't know what came first. Yeah. i, I have, but yeah, I have to check up on that. So he he develops all the powers. Yep. Um, and then he sort of embraces the Superman thing. He's going to go public with it, and it's at a Halloween festival, and he puts on the Superman costume. But there's been all these rumours that that there's a Superman around and he gets to the Halloween thing and everyone's wearing a Superman costume. And <laughs> I won't go into it, but he doesn't end up coming out public. Um, and sort of... The second part of the story shows him in sort of more adulthood. Um, he's he's a writer. He's working... He's sort of working... He's not working as a reporter, but he's working as a writer. And uh, he, he gets set up by some friends with a Lois. And... She she hates it. She's had this all her whole life. She's Jesus. been set She's up with all these clerks. clerks. And he apologizes. They end up hitting it off, and then it, Bow. it Bow. Bow. pretty much it follows him through his in- sort of his entire life and and their life and just how things. It's very very. The government tries to track him down and what happens. I again I won't go into it fully now, but I honestly I loved this comic. I. Top three graphic novels I've ever read, like I said. Geek's Big rating out of five. Remember how I said I've never given anything five before? And Holy to be crap. It'd have to be something special for it to happen. 28th
0: of July, <laughs> 2013. And it's not something Batman. And it's
1: not something Batman. Mark this date. I'm giving this five out of five. Damn. I loved
0: it. So, Secret Identity by Kurt Busiek and Stuart Immonen. Sorry, Kurt, if I'm mispronouncing your name, mate, but seriously. I'm, I just gave I'm... you five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with <laughs> it. Deal with it. Uh, other Loved stuff you've it. been reading while we've been gone. Now, I spoke about this last issue, and I said, you need to try this, Supreme Power. Yes, and For I've those who it. haven't heard last issue, Supreme Power was Marvel Max's uh, retelling of the Squadron Supreme story, uh, Go, we're gone nearly a decade as well, many years ago of, um, uh, the Squadron Supreme was always Marvel's kind of parody of the Justice, Justice League. League yeah. Uh Hyperion is Superman, Power Princess is Wonder Woman, Doctor Spectrum is uh Green Lantern, is it Night, Night, Hawk Night Hawk, Hawk is, is Batman, Batman, the Blur is Flash. This was a very adult print. Yes. Gary, yes, Frank, there's fucking nudity in it. Gary Frank, Mayo, who we know from, um, we've spoken a lot of, especially recently with Batman Earth 1. Yes. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who wrote Superman Earth 1. Yes, it so, all comes it's all full circle. So yeah, it all and Gary Frank, circle.
1: actually, um, in the back of that Smallville comic I was telling yeah, you about, there was a, a um, cover gallery and he did a um, an alternative cover for Issue 1, Gary Frank. So this is a story,
0: it's more if uh, Superman... Just imagine Superman lands... Uh, Kent picking him up, military rocks up and raises hour. him as a Government porn, patriotic really. government porn. And you felt so sorry for him. You did. So you and but then the, everything. Uh, in the his overlying life was question staged. is the whole time is what would happen if Superman went bad
1: and they kind of put it in the real world too because they have George W. Bush Bill, uh, Bill senior
0: Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton
1: like it's all the real life you do get so.
0: I don't know if it's in volume 1 I'd still need to lend you volume 2 board yes. George Bush Jr. Turns no up. I don't think we've got to him because yet. you've only read the first 6 issues there was 18 from this series yep then there was uh there was also a um, companion uh, about Doctor Spectrum called, um called Full Spectrum. Okay. After the se- the standalone series, you had uh, a six issue mini each of Hyperion, Hyperion and Nighthawk. Okay. There was a crossover. Like the world's finest. Essentially. No, no, separate like oh, okay, a separate. Uh, Hyperion miniseries and oh, a Night Hawk an an- okay. Then they started an ongoing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how far that went. Uh, I don't think I ended up being able to get all the issues. They did a crossover with the Ultimate Universe called Ultimate Power. Okay. Very cool. It It's more at the end of this that they start setting up that there are more people out there okay. with powers.
1: Now, I, I've I've since read it, like we said. Um Overall, I really like it. As a DC now you, this are, is f- you are a
0: DC reader. I am.
1: I have ne- to be honest, I I've never a really good read I thought this was a good way Marvel. to come
0: into Marvel because it's kind of a bridging with yeah. you've got people who you know
1: creatively. Yes. It's a story we all know. Yes. In a way. It's the interesting thing is I've I read this and put it on the shelf and reached across and picked up Secret Identity. So I essentially read two alternate Superman origin yep. stories back to back. And as much as I love Supreme Power, it's sort of... It did pale in comparison because of how much I loved that secret identity. That said... No, that said... You haven't read it yet, bitch. That (laughs) said, I really did enjoy Supreme Power. Um, The the artwork... uh, We talked about it last issue, but Gary Frank's artwork was phenomenal. Um, Just the the way some of the things were done, and I really did... I really felt for um, the Hyperion character. Just because, like I said, everything in his life... It's manufactured. staged everything, and I don't know. It's just I guess in real life that's probably what they do. Wait until you meet Power Princess. Okay, they, they never call
0: her that. Uh, they call her by a name Zada. Okay, dude, if you've ever you were talking about full frontal nudity, <laughs> yes, you've often thought about the Amazons and everything. Yes, yeah, there, there's a lot of nudity. Oh, okay, but no, she's um, when are you she's psychotic. Do this issue? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> when I get out of storage, you'll get it eventually. I. If you had digital, I could give it to you right now. Okay. Uh, but okay, now I I can't remember if I gave this a rating, but if I didn't, I'm changing it. If I did, yeah. Well, if I didn't, I'm we'll giving it one. That. If I did, I'm changing it. Forget it. Supreme power for me is four and a half at least out okay. of five. Official Geek Speak rating. That book, like I got todd onto this, yeah. And it it really. It showed you that comics can be written for a mature audience, especially yes, because it was a Marvel Max um, print. Um, but it also shows you that you can have because it's there's such a distinction between it, Batman, Superman, all of that adult stories of those characters. Yes, they don't have to dumb this down for PG friendly. No. They can make these things violent. Yes, wait till you meet the villain. Okay. Because Pic- yeah, there's really no feeling some- in this. Picture someone with uh, Hyperion's power. He's a, r- like, mullet, <laughs> redneck... Oh, God. ...serial killer. Oh, Jesus. Nighthawk is- would not... Uh- oh, mate, Nighthawk has his ass handed to him. Because he's black, for those of you who don't <laughs> know. And, and incredibly parents, racist. Were-
1: and his parents were killed by, by Ku Klux Klan, Ku basically. Ku Klux Klan. Uh, but Can no. I... I'd probably, for me... Um, I really did enjoy it. I really can't wait to read more of it. I'd probably go three and a half out of yeah. five.
0: You're, you're fresh to it. When you get more into it, you read all the like the next issues, the add-on pieces. That is at least four and a half. I'm. I don't know why I'm not giving that a five. Yeah. There, there's something that I'm missing that I can't remember
1: what. But at least four and a half out of five. Okay. Phenomenal so book. You said about adult content in a book. Adult in a board. content Can I now, just say that as much as Supreme Power is definitely for a mature audience, it didn't have the language that uh, the next comic I want to talk it, about... It, it does. No, it. it does bring in the language. But now, this, this first one, issue didn't. I'm
0: very proud of you right now. <laughs> very proud. Because we are getting away. Thank you listeners for letting us trawl through all the Batman, Superman, DC, Marvel. I'm I'm educating Brendan. We're going to be getting a lot more reviews on different books. You should see the stack that he is getting through right now. Currently and
1: reading I... Marvel, another Marvel currently reading uh, Wizard of Oz. What,
0: yes, um, L. Frank Baum story, um, you know, told in a graphic format. Now, we do want to be getting a lot of different stuff. We don't just want to be getting Marvel DC. If there is actually something that you want us to review, tell us. I will read it. Brendan will read it. We will review it because we don't want to saturate you with the same crap over and over. Now, not saying that Batman and Sipman are crap. I'm not saying that they're (laughs) crap, but not the same thing over and over. So this is why I'm very proud of you, because in this stack, you have read a book that I lent you and your friend Grace as well. She lent me the second volume. So I've read the first volume. two
1: volumes of this.
0: Now, this is a title that's now up to issue 130. Yes. It's been running for many years. Vertigo title. Vertigo title One that. When you get to issue 100, you'll find that ah, um, oh, Robin Shabotsky. Why Is My Mind Blanking? Oh. Like Maria Hill in The Avengers. Yeah, uh, Kobe Smolders. Kobe Smulders. Kobe Smulders is a massive fan of this book. She yeah. even has, they in issue 100, they had a lot of people come in and write stuff about what their impressions and why they love it. She yeah. wrote it. So there you go, Todd. Fables. Yes. Absolutely. Um, oh my God. This book, the best way to describe this is, if you know, we've spoken about it the last issue of the issue before, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Similar oh, to that
1: yeah, fairy tale, now, but not not in the way that I
0: was expecting. No, picture fairy tale, fable characters, folklore characters living in the real world, the Mundy world, which is ours, mundane. Is the what mundane. I mean, yes. they've escaped from their own worlds and homelands, Just being taken over by what are they called there? the yeah, adversary? The adversary. That's right. To come and live in New York City. Yes. Right. As, as the story progresses along, you see that they're all over the place, and mm-hmm. you know. Big wait till you find out who the adversary is. Mm. (laughs) Um, But the easiest way for me to describe this, actually, for those who may not still be understanding it, Once Upon a Time...
1: Now, I do remember hearing when that show first came out, were they initially trying to do a fable? Yes. ABC
0: had the rights to make fables into a TV show. Which is
1: interesting because ABC is owned by Disney and... uh, Vertigo is a DC-owned mm. property, which is, for those of you who know, owned by Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah, but you know, when it comes to all the studios, we know how that always goes. ABC bastardised it, made Once Upon a Time. It has nothing to do with this story. I don't
1: mind that show, though.
0: Because even Bill Willingham, who ro- created and writes this, came out because there were a lot of protests when Once Upon a Time came out about why didn't you just make Fables? This is crap, we're going to boycott it. And he said, guys, look... It's a good show. Just watch it. it the creator it, honestly, it of is. Fables came it is. out. It's a good show. Honestly, I would have liked to have seen this. This is amazing. Big B. Wolf.
1: The thing with Once Upon a Time is they're very much gone for more of the Disney take on yeah. the fairy tales. The, Snow White has always been my least favourite Disney character. Yeah.
0: The Snow White of Fables is my favourite character. It's a bit of a ball Yep, she's a ballbuster. Big B Wolf, who's the sheriff, who yep. is it's actually the big bad wolf in human form. Think Wolverine. Yeah, he's the. That's the easiest way to describe Big B. He's yeah. Wolverine.
1: The thing that t- took me by surprise the first day I was reading it, when you get to uh, the uh, the second, I guess it was the second issue, and you first see um, Cinderella, mm-hmm. I believe, and one of the first words out of her mouth is "fuck." Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, Cinderella's okay. got a mouth on her." Okay, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah,
0: this, this isn't your Disney... But I'm, but I'm liking it. Yeah. So, basically, they've all escaped their homelands. The first, the
1: first issue is kind of a, who's, a whodunit. Who killed Rose Red? Which is Snow White's sister. Sister. And she is dating Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Jack the Giant who's, Slayer. Who's a bit dodgy.
0: Because that was another st- t- um, book that came out of this was Jack of Fables. Lasted 50 issues. It was oh, really? a spin-off. They, they set it up in this book as to why he gets his own. Okay. They exile him. Okay Oh shit, spoiler Spo- Thanks, <laughs> Dickhead Oh, it's a wild animal Now see, Fables for me I'm read up to 130 i mm-hmm. um, waiting for 131 Should be very soon For me, it, it started to drop recently Especially after issue 100 yep. It's starting to pick back up for me Cool um, like when I used to get it as a trade paperback, I think I've got the first ten or eleven volumes. Cool. I loved it. Once I'll I went be to borrowing those. Yeah. Once I went to digital, I felt like because I wasn't getting the whole story in one hit, that's where I started losing. Because by the time you read it on a monthly s- cycle, you've forgotten what happened in the last yeah. one. You don't have that emotional connection to the story anymore. So I feel like if I was still getting the trades, I'd still be loving it as much as I did when I've first got it
1: one thing with the art in Fables, i must admit and it was one of the things that stood out to me from the very first page when i sat down to read it it doesn't have that i know the the first issue is going back quite a while but it doesn't have that sort of modern comic book art feel to it it's sort of it reminds me of sort of early to mid 90s art i it,
0: think a way to describe that for pe- books that people i was going read back to, i can... was going
1: back to sort of like
0: nightfall and stuff like that for me, it's that type of art that you would see in something like Watchmen. Yeah, that, that's a like book that, that you older... expect people to have read. Yeah. Uh V for Vendetta, those sort of books. It's that. Style You're sort artwork. of early to mid
1: nineties.
0: They do change it up. Um, uh, what's his name? Medina works on it a lot, but uh, what's the other name? Not there's Mark Bill Willingham create Mark Buckingham. I yes. Always Willingham Buckingham. Will Mark Buckingham. His artwork is amazing. Uh, he's mainly the series illustrator. Okay. They do change him up a bit. Um, James Jean, his covers.
1: Oh yeah, phenomenal.
0: Those are just beautiful in indescribable ways. It brings in the story into one thing. and I just, This is a book I often recommend to friends of mine who are readers of... But not li- comic not Apple. comic readers, but love their literary tales, yep. their their folklore and fantasy things. Basically, when you go into this, don't think Disney. No, forget everything Disney has ever taught you. This is more grim fairy tale original. Yeah. This is where they're basing these things off. Is the original stuff they bring in um, Aladdin, okay, and all their in a Arabian Nights type setting um and gins, you know, genies uh they they live in Baghdad. Not okay. the Baghdad we know, the actual Baghdad, Baghdad. of um, fantasy, of folklore. Okay. And it's just... So, yeah, just forget everything you knew about these characters unless you actually know the real characters.
1: Yeah. Disney, the Disney... As much as we love the Disney films, Disney. They're nothing like no. what the original things are. But can I just quickly throw in there, um, just as a side note too, talking about this and Once Upon a Time... Something else that came out of Comic-Con in the next season of Once Upon a Time they're introducing Peter Pan nah. and Ariel. Mm. Nah. <laughs> just putting that out there. Saying, if, if you've read Fables you don't want to watch
0: Once Upon a Time. Okay. You See, I'm a Fables fan. I, I tried with Once Upon a Time it just could not compete. Oh, so
1: my wife but and it, I, we've watched all of season one and we're mm. part of way through season two. But we I, like
0: it. But yeah, this is a book I recommend to friends who have never been comic readers I've lent it to a lot of them who are... Readers of Literary Tale and everything. I'm like... It was the same with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's like, if you know these things... These characters, you'll get a kick. Yeah. They love it. The amount of friends I know that have picked up Fables... And continued on or at least read a fair few of the books... Before they've just stopped reading comics or... How dare they!
1: I can honestly say I'll definitely be... Well, for the foreseeable future, I want to keep reading it. As
0: a series overall... Again, I'm giving this the official Geek Speak rating... Four and a half out of five. Okay. It has beautiful artwork. The story... Bill Willingham, I don't know how he's still writing this and just being so... Uh, what's the word? Innovative with it. Okay. He's constantly mixing up and the, the research that they would have to do mm. for these characters... Oh, yeah. And you she will love particular so characters and some there. will come in that you don't like and some will leave that you do like and you want them... when. Like, seriously, for him to make Snow White my favourite character... That's a big deal. ...given that, in Disney terms, Princess Aurora slash Briar Rose Sleeping Beauty is my favourite, and I always hated Snow White. Yep. Oh, she... no. Nah. He, I commend him. Seriously, four and a half out of five.
1: Okay, for i I've only read the first two issues. Again, I'm probably going to go...
0: Well, you... No, you've read the first, first two, two volumes. First two volumes, So sorry. you've read at least 12 issues. Um...
1: I'll go three out of five. Okay. For now.
0: I'm go well when I get my comics out of storage, which is very soon. Yes. I've got like another ten volumes and all of Jack of Fables I can lend you as well. Cool. So four and a half out of five. Now, we are running very long. We yes. did say this is a giant size issue because we have taken a bit of a break. And so much has happened. So much has happened. Last thing. The tell reason us about- why have we have been on break. Tell us about PAX. I went to PAX. Now, for those who don't know, PAX is, it used to be referred to as um, Penny Arcade Expo. Now it is simply PAX. It has become its own thing. Penny Arcade, created by Mike Krahulik and Jerry Holkins, the webcomic. These guys have appeared in Time's Most Influential 100 People. Um, truly inspiring. Uh, Robert Koo, their business manager. I asked him who I had to take a shot in the mouth from to <laughs> get, get a job with them. Jesus. I met. I met every per, every penny arcade staff was there. They all came, but okay. maybe one or two, because they at the same time Comic Con was running. Yes. Um, PAX. This is the first time it's ever run out of America. They have okay. PAX Prime, which is in Seattle. PAX East, which I think what I think that
1: is that in Boston. See, I didn't know that. I didn't
0: know this. It was the first time. Yeah, this is the first time they've ever run out of America. The reason they um, chose Australia is when they were first seen where, okay, if we do this, who wants it? Yeah. Australia. Like, you had other countries going, yeah, yeah, we want it. Australia was through the roof. Like, it wow. became its own graph. It was like going along on a bit of a up, down, up, down, up, up. Shit. Like, the voice that we gave to get this here... Was huge. Can I
1: just quickly point out before you go on? Yeah, you're wearing a pack shirt at the I moment. I am. It's kind of like, I guess you know, a tour shirt, like from a this from is, a concert this, or something that is, you would um, see.
0: This retro design was by Erica, who is one of the designers for Penny Arcade,
1: and I really, I really dig that. I, I think that's something that she said. Over. She had to
0: do a um, lot of research for the spider image. Yeah. She says she doesn't want to do spider research again.
1: I would, I would, I would, honestly, put it out there. That's something that I think Supernova and I, hopefully, maybe Oz Comic Con, do it. I don't know, but that's really cool. Having sort of like a shirt there, from well, This the is effect. one of
0: them. There, there were a lot of packs Oz shirts with like the logo, yeah, the design. They had scarves. They had a ton of merchandise. That's Believe really me, cool. I, bought a heap. I like that. This was more the tour kind of shirt. They do things called Pinny Arcade, which was an idea they got from. Uh, Disney World. Yep. Pin trading. Ah, oh, yep. I got a Big he- at the Olympics yeah, too. I got a lot of them. Um, I got to go... I ended up... I was just going to watch it. I ended up... Uh, entering you did compete into the first ever Pokemon Australian video game championships did you get your
1: ass handed to you in the first
0: round okay. <laughs> just as you expect. I just made the registration I was in the make a strip panel with Mike and Jerry and I okay. had the registration was from 10 to 12 this panel was from ten thirty to 12 but was running over because it was the first thing of the day, yep. I ran down. Was the last person to register. I thought, why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's the first time I've ever done. I'm a pioneer. Ass <laughs> handed to me in the first round. You're no like shame Geeker, in Geeker saying trades. that. Um, but it was cool because I've got a lanyard saying I, I went in it. I yep. got to see some amazing Pokemon battles. Riot Games was there with League of Legends. That shit was like seeing ESPN covering the fucking Super Bowl. Wow. Ten or twelve. Um, Computer set up with people co- um, competing the entire time. You've got two announcers on a massive big screen. It was a... It was a freaking affair. Like... Shit. Phenomenal. Uh, you had World of Tanks there with an actual tank on a... Truck. Jeez. Like, just in the middle of the expo floor. Um, now, it's funny that you're saying about, like, Supernova should do stuff like this, because this is what I wanted to talk about mainly with PAX, is... Well, first, you know, I... I go balls out, all out on the first day. Yep. I get everything out of the way so I don't have, I can just relax the next two days. So I met every staffer, got a photo with every single one of them, got Where them Were you dropping Geeks Yes. Very I, good. I spoke with Yug, who um, he's one of the guys who created Manabar. Okay. Um... Setting up press passes for next year. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> Handing out business cards left, right and centre. You and Gibbo. A lot of media there. Like, this is a huge thing. Melbourne actually, their public transport makes a whole separate page just for packs to show oh, people shit. how to get there. Wow. Everywhere I went in Melbourne, you would see people wearing pack shirts, pack scarves. They take over. Like, this is... Melbourne was well, the best place to do this. Even
1: our old friend James Tobin was there again. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to punch him. He told people on the newscast, if
0: this is your kind of thing, yes. get down here. One, if this is your kind of thing, Tobin, you're a dick. I hate you. Two, don't tell people to come to something that sold out months ago. There were no tickets available on the day. There were no door tickets. Three-day passes sold out like that. The yeah. show sold out back in fucking March or April. What the Fuck, are you doing, Tobin? Telling people to come down when they can't get in? You're an idiot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I couldn't find him. I got there like bright and early. I get there two hours ahead because you want it. You, if yeah. you want to get in these panels, you've got to yeah, be there too. two hours. People would turn up an hour and a half for a pa- early for a panel, and the line was already full. Jeez. People would be in line for an hour and a half <laughs> and get to the end, and be told they weren't allowed in. Capacity. Which I kind of thought weird because I had clickers, but what I wanted to speak about mostly was this is how a convention should be run. Yeah. These guys, a month before the convention ran, when I got my ticket, there was a letter, mm-hmm. Mike and Jerry, and it said, "You've told us two things. One, you guys want packs. Yep. Yeah, we do. Two, we're already making next year bigger and better." Awesome. They had to actually add where they had all the um, free play gaming, the merch booth in the tabletop at the Melbourne Showgrounds. That was only added on recently. Oh, shit. They had to keep adding buildings. They're now talking about where they're going to do it next year because the main hall can only fit, I think, 2,000 people. When you want 5,000 people in a panel, Mm. like wanting to get into a panel... So, they're looking at a new venue for next year because it is, it was even big. Like, they knew, okay, this is going to be big, and they kept playing for it. This was even bigger than they thought. Wow. And which shows them that, yes, we want it. And There's plus, it, a saved, here. it saved me a trip to, um, to uh, America to do PAX Prime. They love our trolling with, like, drop bears. Yep. And, you know, our cryptozoology. There's just enough fact in it that you believe it <laughs> yes. that's what the maker strip panel was that should be going up hopefully I'm h- hoping to see it tomorrow because they or this week because they'll be back in the states okay um they love <laughs> hearing like when people would say oh I'm from Sydney and hearing all the Sydney siders go yeah and all the Melbourne Yay! I'm from Brisbane yeah he's it's just a whole different culture for them yeah but um this was how a convention should be run Friday, Saturday, raining, terrible, yep. they, that was a bad day for me, that was, the, the weather just made me miserable, I just didn't want to be around people, you were missing me, yeah that too, <laughs> Friday my eyes were just like wide opening, <laughs> I was so overstimulated, now they realised, of me, they had all these food providers there, oh did the food sell out, no, well the lines were huge, so what did they do on Saturday, they brought more in. Oh, they realised... Listen up, Supernova! More, peop- more people are sitting outside. Let's shade that area. We've only got one water... Um, w- uh, They were selling water bottles yep. just from little carts. Mm-hmm. We need three more. There, we need them here. They would, you know, obviously on the fly, but they were doing it properly. They were doing it. They weren't wow. sitting here going, oh, we'll change that next year. No, they did it the next fucking day. As it was happening. You know that they're, they're doing this for the people to make sure they're having the best experience possible. Mm. The enforcers now; those are your volunteers. They call enforcers. Yeah, I want to do it. Okay, I, I wanted to do it this year. At I previous thought,
1: conventions they can be a little bit douchey. I yeah.
0: wanted to get a feel for the convention first before yeah. I do it. Yeah. Um, but th- th- this is a community. These aren't just like your regular con volunteers. Like there is a whole community around it. There are Australians that go over to the other conventions in America for like oh, PAX awesome. Prime, PAX East. Th- they're a family. Now, I'm giving notice to other conventions, Supernova, Oz Comic Con, uh, any of them. It's not If, if you want to know... How your volunteers should be working, go to PAX. They are the friendliest people. Every single person that I spoke to knew the answer to what I was asking and did it with, like, friendly. What a change. Friendliness. Friendliness. There was no power trippers. There was a funny guy out... Uh, I was having a chat to him in the morning when I worked up. He liked yelling at people on the megaphone because <laughs> you had to have your pa- passes out at all times because yep. you had your Friday, Saturday, Sunday or your three-day pass. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just liked yelling at people who weren't listening. He was fu- he was funny, though. He wasn't doing it as a douchebag. Yeah. W- even the security guards at the train station, all these massive guys like, oh, yeah, you can't bring a coffee in here, mate. Hey, who was asking for the coffee before? <laughs> They're having a laugh. Yeah. They knew what I was asking. Hey, where's this? Oh, it's down there. Do you know what this is? Do you know what time this is? Yeah, yeah, it's here. Every single one. It didn't matter if they were standing in a fucking line outside or if they were in a panel or on the expo floor. They knew the answer to my response. They weren't dumbasses. They ha- They didn't not know what was going on. Obviously. And trained. they weren't power tripping. Yep. I have seen that too many times at conventions recently. Yep. This is how you run a convention. The other thing too is you had a line that was five to 600 metres long.
1: Jesus.
0: I was in the queue hall because I'd turn up two hours early. You had to. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine turned up at 11. The line went out the queue hall, which is, let's say, that's 150 metres, 200 metres long. Yeah. It's a big building. Went all the way out there. Over the car park, over to other buildings, across the car park of the showgrounds, down around those buildings and loops back. And yet the line still ran smoothly. It didn't... um, Obviously, you're going to get complaints about a line that big. Yeah. But it still ran smoothly. I can't imagine it. (laughs) Now, this is also what I'm saying. These weren't people coming to buy tickets. These were people who had bought tickets. This was only people who had bought tickets because it was sold out Yeah, and yet still ran well. There you go. So I'm putting a notice out there to all the other conventions that run in Australia. If you want your convention to run well, take a page out of PAX's book because that is how it's done. I have not had such an amazing convention experience, especially for my first day. Yep. BotCon Transformers 1 a few years back amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Supernova was bad. I'm Supernova on the Gold Coast was phenomenal. It was great. Sydney was great. Brisbane, pull your finger out because <laughs> I'm getting sick of the RNA showgrounds. Yep. You got a lot of competition now with Oz Comic-Con coming to the Convention Centre mm-hmm. But fantastic. So many game all the people there, the um the just convention goers like me. I could sit down on a beanbag and just start playing a DS with someone. Everyone's doing their um street pass, spot pass stuff. Yep. Um. Fantastic panels about geek parenting. Shit. Um. Uh, you know, you had good game
1: there. Yep. Huge media presence. Um, just a little uh, bit of information for you. Um, Barjo from Good Game. Yeah. Used to be my next door neighbour. Yep, I used to play Sega Mega Drive with him all the time when I was a kid. All right, well, we're going to use that. Um, <laughs> Bye, Joe.
0: We're coming for you, mate, because uh, I'd like a job. <laughs> One that pays.
1: <laughs> but, um, no, PAX? Did... okay, so I don't think I need to ask this, but over your overall experience of PAX speak rating out of five Steve <laughs> I'm giving this the Steve Wilson rating. <laughs> 11 out of five
0: <laughs> uh, I unfortunately I didn't get to make it the third day um, I have unfortunately back issues and walking around backpack on yep um, fighting with crowds especially Saturday just because of the weather mm-hmm. the, uh, that, yes they're putting out the stops but I just there was the crowd seemed different yep. everyone was a bit more pushy just because of the weather yep I unfortunately didn't get to make it along a Saturday or see the final closing ceremony or the Omega Nauts Grand Final where they did a human-sized um, giant thing of Jenga. Um, but apart from that, look, I I have not had such an amazing convention experience, especially for the first day.
1: Unbelievable. I was
0: there from 8 o'clock in the morning till probably 10 o'clock at night not stopping, and I just did not want to leave. Shit. So now I have post-Pax awesome. depression. <laughs> um, PPD. But, Yug, thank you very much for the help you gave me while at um, Pax in Melbourne to the entire Penny Arcade crew. I cannot thank you enough for the autographs, for the photos. Just, seriously, Brian, the guy who runs well, he's just in the merch booth. Brian, what size shirt is this? Oh, uh, no, is this a men's or a female? No, it's this one. Oh, can you grab me this? Yeah. He was working the merch booth. Awesome. He's, he's technically a celebrity there, and he's <laughs> just working his ass off. These guys work. They get back. They're now planning for the next packs. Good on them. So, fantastic experience. Unfortunately, I didn't make it too far in the Pokemon Video Game Championships, but hey. You took part. I had a go. You were there. I was there. <laughs> oh. And I got to play the new Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds for 3DS, which doesn't come out till later this year. Yeah. Oh, I am the envy of some friends right now. <laughs> oh Zelda. Wow. But um look, we said this was gonna be giant size. And it is. Um this is actually run fifteen minutes over what I had planned it to be, so we are going to wrap it up. Again, Thank you for... Sticking with us. Sticking with <laughs> us. Sorry about the break. I know we said last issue that it would only be one issue that we wouldn't be doing, but yeah, the time got away from us. There were um, other commitments, unfortunately. We are going to go... We're going to stick to a regular schedule now. We're going to stick to one issue a
1: week. Now that the guy, we'll just reiterate too. As because of next the boys week, are back. The boys are back with Geek Speak Live. The boy, um, Wade's back in the country today. Todd's back from Townsville
0: and bonering all over around the football, the Cowboys something. Hey, hey. I, I don't even know how to say that. I just. <laughs> Something to do with Cowboys and Todd's bonus. That's so. the North Queensland Cowboys, my friend, <laughs> and don't
1: you fucking forget it.
0: Um, so they will be back recording um, the first episode back of Geek Speak Live this Friday, yes. so expect that Can't in about a week. Can't wait
1: weeks. to hear that. Yep. I've missed uh, Wade's uh, silky toes. Oh tones.
0: man, it's been like seven weeks. I've he can have his, his cuddles. I've got to give him his
1: pots and pans back too. <laughs> yeah, Wade, we'll uh, we'll
0: send them down, mate. Um, so yes, we, with the, those boys back, we will be, we won't be doing the two issues a week anymore. We no. will be sticking to one issue a week.
1: About the 20 minute, 20 to 40 minute.
0: Well, we'll, we'll, we'll aim for around 40 minutes with that. That's the amount of content we were giving you, um, just split sp- over two. spread over. We'll just do it in one now because we don't want to overload you. No. Two from us and one from the other boys. It's just too much. So one issue a week done. Yep. So Geek Speak Live starts again this com- We'll records this week so in the next few days you'll have the first episode of that back. So Todd and Wade we're giving that one to themselves. Yes. They've been apart they They've, need, they they've need been a apart longer a than long you and I time. have been.
1: There'll apart. be so much man love on that podcast. Oh.
0: So until then, I'm the
1: geek of all trades Steve Muller and I'm the geek who's getting there Brendan. <laughs> Thank god. Geek out.
0: For more GeekSpeak goodies, be sure to check out the videos at youtube.com forward slash GeekSpeak Australia. Follow us on Twitter at
1: GeekSpeakAU. And for anything and everything else, check out facebook.com forward slash GeekSpeak TV.